0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mondays with Mindy, Christian Brescia. Hi,
1: everyone. Welcome to the
0: show. (laughs) Today's episode features a conversation with PR Magnet, marketing guru, and Judy co-founder, And a new podcaster, for Pete's sake, Simon Huck. That's right. Simon was born in Ottawa, Canada, and after graduating Canterbury High School's specialized arts and acting programs, moved himself to New York City and began working with high-profile publicist Lizzie Grubman. He then moved in 2006 to Command PR and became a partner in 2010. In 2013, he bought out his partner, Jonathan Sharon, and became its principal, and under his leadership, expanded its brand into the influencer market, which was new then, and developed some of the most successful celebrity campaigns for global brands. Simon has been featured in numerous publications, including Jour and The New York Times Style, while making forays into reality television with his show, The Spin Crowd, and episodes of all versions of everything Keeping Up with the Kardashians franchise. In 2018, Simon launched A Human, an immersive theatrical experience showcasing body modifications into the future. The exhibition and PR for it generated worldwide publicity, and according to Vogue magazine was the most talked about thing at that year's New York Fashion Week. Over the last decade, Simon has witnessed close friends and family deal with emergencies across the country, from floods in Florida to storm surges along the coast to earthquakes in California, noticing that the common denominator in many of these situations was the fundamental lack of preparedness. So, after spending a year learning from first responders and leading preparedness experts, Simon co-founded the emergency preparedness brand, Judy. He did this in January January of this year to empower families, like this one, my family, with tools and knowledge and products so they can be prepared for the unexpected. Most recently, and we're talking like within the last month, Simon has launched a podcast, Emergency Contact, with his own of 17 years, Melissa Greg Washington. The show features interviews with celebrities and their emergency contact. Christian, you should totally be my emergency contact, since you usually are,
1: Literally. just
0: without public acknowledgement. <laughs> their podcast, we should get on there, right? Uh-huh. Their podcast, like our very own, is streaming on all platforms. Simon lives in New York City and Montauk with his fiance, Phil. Awesome.
1: I am very excited to meet and talk with Simon today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our pleasure to welcome to the show, Simon Huck.
2: (laughs) welcome simon i love you oh i'm so excited to be here with you guys <laughs> excited to have excited you excited to have you it feels good and i love this whole contraption that we're on Squadcast. i'm so into it yeah it's perfect for podcasting
0: i know listen <laughs> only the best for us
2: <laughs> only the best
0: so the way we start each episode is i pull five of our 20 questions out of our perfect johnny adler secret canister plug for john I Love him. <laughs> <laughs> i
2: have the same jar <laughs> Good taste.
0: Here we go. Simon, what assumption do people make
2: about you that's wrong? That I represent the Kardashians. Ugh. It's the number one assumption. Because Still though? Still, t- maybe even my parents. Because I think <laughs> when I, I started my career in PR as right. a public relations person, and I represented brands, and I connected brands to celebrities. So already for a right. woman, you're confused. You're like, what the f- is that? And then- Well, also because you were one of the first to do it. First to do it. Like it was kind of a niche thing. And my business Mm -hmm. partner at the time, who I was his assistant in the beginning, Jonathan Shebin, like he was really one of the first to do it. And so I was known for PR. And then, you know, I became really close with the girls and the family. And I did a show with them in 2011. So suddenly, like, I'm a publicist. I'm being written about. It's like people are like- Affiliated
0: with them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to shake. Okay. So you don't represent them? I
2: do not represent the kids. Well, I knew that. Yeah.
0: Simon, do you have a hidden talent that you can talk about? (laughs) And not embarrassed, Bill. Oh my
2: God. I'm trying to think like, I would say, I am a rapid fire email responder. So Mm. I will respond to you within minutes. That's a really good talent.
0: Okay, you know what? I'm understanding my deep affection for you more and more. I love you, Mindy. Oh my God, we're so alike. It hurts me sometimes.
2: Not even because I'm proud of it. It's not like a badge of honor. It's because I have anxiety and I Mm -hmm. don't like the emulation.
0: Same. So I drive Christian nuts because, i'm also a chronic deleter like i answer something i delete it so i save nothing and he (laughs) has to say i mean the shake of the head is the nice way (laughs) i drive him insane Oh, I'm curious. Among your friends, Simon, what are
2: you best known for? Planning parties, planning events. I'm the planner. Are you? Yeah. I mean, you know the Marge and the mixing. Of course. Yeah, we do our Mad Marge mix. I love to bring people together. And I love to mix high, low. We're good and at people it. from all different walks of life. I don't like like one type of person.
0: Yeah. No, you're good at that. More than good. Does that include travel? Like, do you plan all your trips? Or does Phil do so, it?
2: No, Phil does all the trips. Pip the Rip is like, before I met <laughs> Phil, I was paying full dollar for every every plane ticket. I didn't know how the point system worked. Like that is all like another language to me. And now so he, he can move things from American Express to a Delta card to a thing. And I'm like, and everything is free. I mean, not free, but it's like feels free.
0: Well, you have earned these right. points and he knows how to use them and Thank manipulate. You. It's not even manipulate. You've earned them. I've earned yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, your trips are fabulous. Yeah. Okay. This is I'm interested in. And just in the moment, and we won't hold you to it, but who is the most fascinating person you've met?
2: Ooh, this is a good one.
0: I know. Maybe I should even say like in this country, because I'm sure you've met
2: fascinating people all over the world. Who is the most fascinating person I have met? Oh my goodness. This one's stumping me.
0: We won't even put a number on it. Throw out a few of people that you went, truly one of the most fascinating people I've met.
2: Okay. This is going to be like a cliche response, but I have to say it. I think that Kris Jenner is one of the most fascinating, compelling people I have ever met in my life. Okay. Why is that? Well, only because I was just, you know, going on about like, I'm not the Publicists publicist and then I like I'm naming them like a minute later no
1: you have a relationship with them so it
2: makes
0: sense yeah besides your mobile phone what is something you never leave home without
2: Listerine breath mints the strips same
0: okay why do you have chronic halitosis or sensitive to it thank
2: you Christian that is like what I have it's actually like a running joke with all of my friends and anyone that knows me I have them constantly and I I don't know I'm always just scared that like my scent may offend you I'm not known for having Having bad breath. I'm not even a chronic coffee drinker, but I am obsessive over these Listerine strips. I should have like stock in the company. It's at- wild. Wow. Do you buy in bulk? I buy on Amazon and I think the order is like $48. So like that yeah. is a lot. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I bought them for <laughs> friends in other countries because they can't get okay. them there. And they're like, these are amazing.
2: I know, which scares me. I hopefully they're not like chemo. I mean, I'm sure. I are. was
0: gonna say, like, how many do you ingest in a day, depending on the day?
2: Well, we're on a podcast and I just had two coming on. Like I just put two in my mouth before doing this. I don't know why, but I just <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Yeah, I love it.
0: And I appreciate it from both of you. Thank you so much. So I don't know if you, anyway, Christian and I started this because uh, what was missing from most heartfeltly from being safe at home was just talking to other creatives. And my dad's a businessman, my mom's a lawyer, and yet they're two of the most creative people that I know. And so it's obviously not just actors, writers, and producers, but to me, you fall into the category of being one of the most incredible creatives that I've had the pleasure of knowing. I love you, Mindy. But no, simply because you've had the courage you know, you started out very young with Leslie Grubman and started in PR and then moved to command and built it to your own success. But I would say in the last couple of years, I don't know whether, and I'm going to ask you whether it was confidence, boredom, excitement, whatever possessed you to finally get into creating your own things like a human um, and Judy, and we'll get into all of that. But I consider you a creative. Do you consider yourself one?
2: You know, especially when I was doing a human, I felt like my biggest thing that I needed to work on was the imposter syndrome. So when I first launched A Human, which was this kind of forward-facing Disney World experience, if you will. And people were referring to me as a creative director. And I had this imposter syndrome where I kept thinking, I'm not a creative director. I'm like the entrepreneur. Like I felt really uncomfortable in that role because it was so foreign to me because I've never really ventured into that to put yourself out there creatively. But
0: don't you think even before that, putting celebrities or putting people with products, there is a creativity aspect.
2: Yes, Absolutely and I think that's like what we all kind of battle is our imposter syndrome when someone assigns something you feel like you don't have like the credentials to back that up I think we all kind of go through that like I can be the PR whiz the celebrity mastro I can be all of that and I can own that but when you take me out of my sweet spot and you call me a creative director I'm like me like the pressure
0: (laughs) well I think you're very much of an Oz where you were behind the curtain making things happen for other people for so long that once you're front and center yeah
2: absolutely you get a little nervous
0: there's a level of being uncomfortable. But 100%. now, I mean, come
2: on. Thank you. It's been such a crazy journey. And one thing leads to another, like, you know, doing a human gave me the balls and the confidence to say, OK, I now want to start my own consumer brand. I had never even thought of launching my own brand. And then that got me to the next stage. And then I thought, oh, I have to raise money. I've never fundraised before. I read about it. But like, I didn't know what the process was going to be like. Oh, my God, we're going to fundraise. And then like now we just closed our Series A. Oh, we're doing a Series A. I've heard <laughs> people do Series A. It's like you go through all these things that are out of your comfort zone and along the way you're calling your friends and your mentors to be like, am I insane? Like, what's going on here? It's really hard.
0: No, it's called courage yeah. and it's called, to me, being a creative does have that, like, gypsy yeah. factor of just like, I'm going to go where the wind takes me yeah. and make
2: it something. Yeah, fake it or make it, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, yes. we're all doing that yeah, on some totally. level. Yeah, totally. No, I applaud it profoundly. I mean, so what was the thing that took you to a human being your first thing that it's like, I'm going to now?
2: So I think, you know, part Part of what I do for a living, working with talent and connecting talent to big major brands in these endorsement opportunities is obviously there's elements of that, there are creative, but then there's moments where it also feels really transactional. And after 15 years of working in that industry, I felt like I needed an outlet to create something that was kind of sitting in the back of my mind. And I wanted to also be uncomfortable. So, like, I reached out to like 15 creative directors and I said, Will you do this with me? And everyone was kind of like, mm, I'm not really sure where you're going with it. And what you really Realize is like you go through 15 different iterations until you come up with a big idea. And Mm -hmm. it was honestly like one of the most gratifying kind of nine months of my life. Just tinkering away, finding the space in Soho. We rented a 9,000 square foot space in Soho and finding all these amazing artists to collaborate on. And then, of course, launching it.
0: Right. No, I mean, it was such a thing. Yeah. Um, And deservedly so. Thank you. Yeah. And by the way, I am still waiting for my big endorsement opportunity. Just saying,
2: Like it's happening. (laughs) Like, let's have it. No. Truly.
0: Retirement is in the future. Let's have it. No, hello. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. And so do you still dabble in that? Is that like the past and you're moving forward with not just the success of Judy, but obviously it's still in its infancy, I would say, because it's... Um... Yeah.
2: So we launched Judy in January. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was what, nine, 10 months ago. And the genesis for Judy was my co-founder and I, Josh, we have friends and family who live in Florida and California. Yes. And they all had kind of the same story. They had been involved in an emergency situation, some in domestic emergencies. So home floods, house fires, and then these larger scale emergencies. I have friends who block right. homes in the wildfires. I know, Mindy, you know, people who had, oh, problems, yeah. you know, with evacuations and, and it's just this traumatizing experience. And the same thing happened over and over again when I said, oh, so what did you do to prepare? Did you have an emergency kit? they were like, what are you talking about? I did not have an emergency right. kit. Yeah. I did not have an evacuation plan. I don't even know where my fire extinguisher is. So it was kind of this light bulb moment where you thought, wait a minute, why is no one spending time building a brand in something that we all need? And I think the challenge is, too, if you go on Amazon, you see kind of... Well, I
0: was going to say, being in Los Angeles, right, we've all had, you know, our only options, at least the ones my friends and family have, are from the Red Cross. And they're very basic. Yeah. And they're ridiculous in size. Yes. And you don't know where to put them. And so they don't look good. And so to me, part of the genius of idea of the Judy kits that you created and not just... I mean, these aren't just kits. You are creating
2: a whole system. It's a whole system. A
0: platform yeah. for knowledge, yeah. And, and for families to make a plan, their plan. But the actual physical cases that you've put together are so phenomenal. Thank you. I have too. And you know, I've been passing the word. Well, I
2: have to say you are the most supportive because the day I launched, you were supporting me. Even in my pre-launch, you were supporting and posting. You were yes. everyone's number one cheerleader, which is why we all love you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, but it's also, I don't just do it it's
2: deserved. just thank you, out of
0: smoke out of my ass. Yeah. I mean, I do it because... It's genius. And I have a Judy for my car and a Judy for my house. And I, everyone that I know is getting on board. Having said that though, so I want to get back. Have you kind of divorced yourself from your whole PR kind of putting people together? Yeah, talent world. Yeah,
2: I would say it's probably 70-30. And, you know, part of the kind of the Venn diagram I've created is that we knew that preparedness, it's not sexy, right? Which is why the name is Judy, which is why the branding is really bright. No one wants to talk about what arguably is one of the scariest moments of your life when you're in an emergency. So to get people to talk about it, there was some kind of psychological Olympics, if you will, that need to be done to convince people to have that conversation with their family to purchase an emergency kit or make their own emergency kit. So we knew that we needed the use and the power of influencers and celebrities to get behind this. So my marketing company and my talent company allows me to leverage those relationships towards something that is doing good, that is quite literally saving lives. So when yes. a receives an emergency kit, a Judy, and they're talking about all the values of having an emergency kit, having an evacuation plan. Oh my God, what is a hand crank radio? How is it going to help me? This is providing value to so many people. Especially, I mean, the folks who are in California right now, Northern California, Southern California, it's really scary. And you know, we know that this is only going to get worse and worse each year as climate change continues to exacerbate Sadly. natural disasters.
0: Yes. What I found really wonderful is that, especially pre-fires, we really were concentrating on earthquakes. And the only way to live in Southern California is to not make it a part of your daily life because right. you'd go insane and you never leave your house. Right. And so I do think you not only are supplying, you know, peace of mind, but with ease. Yeah. So thank you. But you you don't have to worry about. It. You've got it. You're covered. Should, God forbid, anything happen. You've got supplies. You have phone numbers. I mean, within these kits, Christian, what's so great is it's not just stuff, right. water, you know, we know it's a plan. Simon has developed, Judy, you know, kind of gives you this how-to folder. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: like emergency for dummies. Yeah. I'm familiar with it. I know it very well. Like, I got it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you do got it. Yeah. And so because of that, I mean, this new podcast, Simon, called Emergency Contact, I mean, is so brilliant. Awesome call.
2: Thank you. You're so Thank brilliant. No, it was like a meta moment. We were like, how do we get people to care about (laughs) emergency preparedness? And how can we use kind of the people that are around me and that are excited about what I'm doing to talk about emergency preparedness? And what better way than to bring on a celebrity or a familiar face and their real life, ride or die, emergency contact?
0: It is genius. Thank you. And so, yes, great idea. But then you have to go and do it. And I think Christian and I know where we talk from. (laughs) I know. Did you ever think it was so much work? It is a lot of work. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, I know. It's a lot uh, work. I know. And I tell everyone about it. They're like, oh, it's so great. I'm like, do you understand? I've not worked as hard in so long. It's so interesting. It's
2: like, you got to produce it. You got to get it together. You got to make sure your guests can plug in their phone. Like, <laughs> you got to like deal with the tech issue. Should- Research. Yeah. It's a lot of elements. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of work. But it's been just, it's really rewarding because we are hearing from a lot of customers and like brand fans who purchased a Judy and then are listening to the podcast. And they're like, I never knew that about this or never knew that about, like, it's just kind of creating this whole circle moment for us, which is yes. really gratifying.
1: Nice.
0: What has surprised you the most that people weren't doing
2: most out of all people of people that we speak to don't even know how to use their fire extinguisher. Most people don't have any semblance of an emergency plan. So if you're living in a kind of a single family home, you've got two kids, they're under the age of 10, they've never practiced like a home fire drill properly or done it like routinely with their family, which is strange right. because when you're in school and you're 9 or 10 or whatever, you practice like twice a year at least right at least practice it yeah at
0: right it is so interesting and fast. i didn't really think about it at all yeah. i mean what's so interesting is we've all made jokes well i make jokes with my right if the big one happens this big earthquake happens i have two people that i know if i'm able to get in my car <laughs> i'm driving that's one person if i have to walk that's another person because that person's closer <laughs> and then if there's no big emergency i'm taking the car and driving cross country to the farm 100%. to be an 1802 farm that's where i'm going yeah yeah, So, I mean, those are my plans. And, even and yes an
2: earthquake preparedness, like most people don't really understand. You know, most people think that the actual earthquake itself is what causes the injury. But of course, we know that fires are as a result. Of, like once you kind of go down the tunnel, I think a lot of people, I was like this before Judy, I just didn't want to think about it. Like I have enough things to worry about than worrying about a hurricane or a flood. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my boyfriend are kind of the typical where we don't deal with it until it's not a problem, until it's a problem. So right. when somebody tried to set our building. On fire a few years ago, you know, for whatever reason, we suddenly had to get out of the building and in right. a high rise. So suddenly, you're like, okay, we've got a pet. There's the two of us. How do we get out? Of, how do we get right. safely? Like, and what do you pay? Right. That's yeah. when it became pay? very real for us, at least for me. And I mean, I'm not the spring chicken, so it was like I've been in California for 20 years, and I never really right. occurred to have a really true buttoned up process. I had the things, but I didn't have the process. You know, and I think that's right. really valuable in what you're kind of extending along. 100.
0: Yeah. Tell me where you were during Hurricane Sandy. Were you in the city?
2: I was in New York City and Marjorie mm-hmm. actually graciously, she had power you come was up. downtown. She had power. And I walked from 13th Street to 76th Street on the Upper East Side and spent three days with Marjorie. So
0: my friends came up with me because I was on 57th and 8th at the time. Yeah.
2: It was crazy. And I think those are the moments and obviously COVID-19. These are the moments that as we were building Judy and talking to leading preparedness experts, they said things like, OK, during a huge emergency, during a large scale emergency, you get panic purchasing, you get mass confusion, you have hysteria, like all these things in my mind, they felt really theoretical. I was like, oh, that's never happening. Like, when is that ever happening? And then COVID hits and you see grocery stores cleaned out. You can't get toilet paper or bounty paper towel for six months. Like you see all the things that happen because you're not, you haven't been prepared. And FEMA has admitted, quite honestly, like we have not prepared American families for emergencies. The task is too great for us and we need help.
0: And But it's what you said too. I mean, I so remember those fire drills in school. And yet not once did I have a conversation with my parents about what we were going to do if the house caught on fire. Right. Just didn't have it. We'd never talked about it. So you're bringing this consciousness, you know, in and having these conversations. Yeah. Even post-COVID, right, I think are even going to be more important because we know now there's many less Safe places
2: to go. And, and it's, I think you just, it's like a heightened level of education. I have a friend who lives in California who received an evacuation warning on their phone about, mm-hmm. a, about a potential fire. Yes. It alarmed her. And then she was given the evacuation order, but she took 30 minutes to then call her neighbor, call her friend, check social media. Is this real? Do they actually want me to leave? And that is something that is so common in natural disasters. Wow. Emergencies in general. Preparedness people call it milling. They're looking for verification that they should leave. And this is the education, like this is the aha moment we all need to have. Like when yes. you're given an evacuation warning, pay attention. When you're giving an order to leave, you have to leave. And yeah. it's scary because as you guys know, it's California. These wildfires are moving so quickly. Entire towns are being wiped out. And oh, yes. it's such a delicate balance for Judy and just even me as the founder of how do I talk about emergencies without scaring you? How do I make it optimistic and fun? there's this balance you have to reach?
0: A good scare is not nothing. I do think sometimes people need to- you have a little bit of the fear of something. Right. And then I have to say when I first received my Judy, my big duffel, I didn't get the crate because it's just me, but my big duffel, I did create a folder where I've got cash and I then created a folder where I have my social security card and birth certificate and this little kind of bag of, you know, underwear and a set of clothes and it helped me go, well, if I'm going to have the duffel, let me also have this area, this like overnight bag of stuff. Yeah. And now I know where everything is, so it's a quick grab.
2: So, So smart. Yeah, it's what everyone should do. And like, you know, I encouraged my fiance to do it. And like, he hasn't done it yet, but I've done it. Yeah. Phil has no bag. Yeah, he has no bag. He's he's in my bag. Hope you guys can share clothes. What else is new? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What else is new? That witch. can't. Uh,
0: yeah. So I think the podcast will not only obviously entertain, but it will hopefully like, you know, spurn people to action a little bit that it doesn't actually take a lot of thought to just kind of know where your emergency stuff is and make it so that you can just grab it. Right. You know,
2: exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So give me a couple of um, things that you talk about on emergency contact. You ask, obviously, like how the person became their emergency contact. Right.
2: We kind of go through the story this week, the episode that comes out this week, we have Khloe Kardashian and her. Her emergency contact and best friend Malika mm-hmm. last week we had Benny Drama, who's a do you know <laughs> Benny? Yeah, yeah, so funny, and his boyfriend Terry. And you really get to know their relationship of how have they been in an emergency together before? How do mm-hmm. they rely on each other? You know, how are they prepared? And then we quiz them at the end of every episode, oh, that's find, so like, great, certain emergency situations and what they would do. And most of them don't do that well, like, <laughs> most of them are like four out of ten. I mean, my co host, who's my emergency contact like at zero out of ten. I mean she is so unprepared. Oh my gosh. So
0: wait, how did she become your emergency contact by the way? I've been her
2: best friend since college. I was her maid of honor in her first wedding. And wow. we, you know, being Canadian, moving to the States, kind of living in this world, everything was so foreign to us that you just mm-hmm. developed this bond, this kind of lifelong bond where you're like, oh my, we're survivors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, living in New York is super scary. I grew up in a small I grew up in Ottawa. Like this all right. to me. So you kind of develop that relationship and it never leaves you.
0: Right. So she is not as prepared as you thought she was.
2: She's a very bad Judy. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, I want you to know I am an award-winning Judy. Oh, I, I would I would win an award. I guarantee you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're amazing. So Christian, are you like 50-50 Judy? I would probably say I'm probably 70% because my partner is like 100% Judy. Like he's the, okay. When we moved in oh, together, yeah. he was the one that I was like, what is that crazy <laughs> bag? Does <'Cause> it look like <laughs> It was not very fashionable, number one, so I was like, "Why did you buy that?" And number two, <laughs> it's got like 25 gallons of water in it. And I'm like, "Why would we ever need 20?" I mean, he's very regimented in that way. And when COVID right. hit, we were more than prepared with everything that we could possibly need, and haven't had any issues personally with supplies or things like that because he's very forward thinking in that stuff. He's very regimented in making it happen. And while I'm tend to be the more dreamer and the the go getter, he focuses on something and he like kills it when he focuses. So oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he carries a little bit of my weight.
0: No, but I appreciate that. I find it comforting. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, I don't come from a place of fear. Of course, it's anxiety provoking to think about it. It's also very comforting to know, like, I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah, yeah it's mine. mine. It's the number exactly. one
2: reason why people prepare. It's for peace of mind.
0: Yeah. So what or who inspires you, Simon? What all these ideas, all these people, like, what is your go-to inspiration?
2: People like you, Mindy and Christian, I don't know you yet, but like, I feel like we're really bonding. We're mm-hmm. vibing. Um, People who are constantly doing new things and taking risks and, you know, dipping their toes into things they've never done before. I like to surround myself with people who like to be uncomfortable and try new things. I think, you know, when I first moved to New York, I met a few friends that kind of stayed in the same role and really were kind of negative towards change and negative towards other people making moves. And I realized that, like, I'm very much responsible for the energy around me. So I surround myself with people that are kind of just constantly constantly moving and evolving and that inspires me. Like my peers really inspire me.
0: Nice. And so what is up next for you as far as, is there anything you can tell us that's new and dreamy or are you, is this building blocks for Judy time?
2: So it's building blocks for Judy. We're still plugging in on the podcast. You know, Judy as a brand is only, you know, eight or nine months old. Exactly. So many more products that we're going to be launching and new things. Really? Yeah, we're, we're going to start building generators. Wow. We're getting into uh, fire airproof pouches, pet kits. I mean, there's just, once you kind of expand into this ecosystem safety, there's so much.
0: I want to be on a list for a generator. I
2: want a Judy Gen. Yeah, Wait, we need a generator. Judy Jen. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like who doesn't need one? It's a must have. If power goes out, like that's it. We're still charging. We're still podcasting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am still gramming. Yes, it's happening. Yeah,
2: you're still gramming.
0: Yeah, no, it happens very frequently in Southern California, especially now with all the fires. And yeah. there are these rolling if not rolling blackouts momentary we've had them this morning yeah, you know where yeah. just things go out and you can't get in touch with anybody right
2: because we're all on you're all on the yeah you're on your phone or, or electronics and then also yeah. i have this year or you know the coming year we were supposed to get married my fiance and i
0: yes which is why i asked you yeah. yes because i wasn't sure whether you had snuck away and gone and done it
2: oh no mindy you can like you're so polite like just ask away um <laughs> <make okay>. <laughs>
0: I did. I was like, I knew they were supposed to get married. Did I miss them? Oh, up? no,
2: no, 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 no. We are not pleased. He is Bridezilla. You would know. It would be all over Instagram. He's out of control. So we initially were like, we're going to do a small wedding. We're just going to do friends and family. And then, you know, you. Oh, no, I don't buy it. No, because you meet with the wedding planner and they're like, we could do this, but we could do this. And like the minute option B is presented, Phil like got a tiara on and was like, I want swan and I want like a 27 piece orchestra. I'm like, oh, okay. Like it's a recession, but we'll do it.
0: Okay. But you also, I mean, tell people who don't know you and our listeners who are just meeting you for the first time this mad amazing proposal. Okay. Please. So it was glorious. You give
2: backstory phil even though i'm describing him as a like a hyper diva he's actually like salt i am the diva i'm actually like yeah i'm like the capitalist he's like the sweetest <laughs> nicest funniest guy and he thought we were gonna get engaged probably a year ago we went to venice and we stayed at a fancy hotel and i actually had the ring and there was this like gondola ride moment we had and i kept feeling like he was waiting for me to get on my <laughs> i don't like, know that's good on you. Not happy. I
0: love you so much, Simon. It's so great. It's like, uh, no, you blew it. So
2: then I had like fourteen express martinis in the last night we were there, and I was like, I know you think I'm gonna propose, but like, we're not. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it now. So he was like, okay, okay. So he really forgot about it. And then Montauk is Excellent. his favorite place in the entire world. We have a little tiny beach house out there. It's like where he is right now. It's his sweet spot. So mm-hmm. on a Tuesday, I called like my little handyman, and I said, can you source like fifty big rocks? and then spell out on our beach right in front of our house, like, you better say yes. And I'm going to bring Phil down there at like nine in the morning and say that I'm going for a walk, which is already suspicious because I, I like hate the beach. Even though i <laughs> and I'm always cold I never go for beach walks like I hate the sand I'm basically a misery so I go to this I bring him down he's like I can't believe you're doing this I can't so I bring him down and he sees the rocks and he thinks it's like I don't he thought it was like kids or something he was like what does this say I had to like spell it out for him and now I understand what people get on one knee because it like cues it like the minute you get on one knee then he was like oh yeah and then that was January 17th 18 And then I launched Judy two weeks later and then COVID-19, um, right. March. March. Yeah. So kind of. So it is,
0: you are going to have some post COVID. We're going to have
2: some post COVID. We don't know when it's going to be. We have not figured out a date because we're just worried about health and masks and everything else. But Phil spends his days on YouTube, looking at wedding bands. And yeah. yeah, dreaming of like table is excited. Yeah, I love it. Good to have him excited. I so mean, so can
0: I say it's probably possibly going to happen in 2021? It will
2: definitely happen in 2021.
0: Okay, okay, I'll take that. I
2: just do, don't know when, but it will like probably the later half of the year. And yeah, no, it's going to be. It's who knows what it's going to be, but I, he's going to be very happy. I'm not as crazy about the wedding stuff as my fiance. He, I know he,
0: wedding stuff, but aren't you? I mean, we've only had one small conversation about it, but I also had a little bomb with you where it's just like you're looking forward to being a yeah, mister
2: yeah right a hundred percent and we you know we started not like the full process but we started looking and investigating the surrogacy process like we're ready you have you're have ready where you're like okay it's musical chairs i found my chair <laughs>
1: Take
2: the chair off the dance floor and call it a day okay
0: simon when i meet my husband i think i'm gonna steal that and just go oh my gosh my chair my
2: chair no because you know the people who are still at the dance Simon
0: told me I'd meet my chair what (laughs)
2: yeah circling the chairs I'm like get your chair (laughs) I found your chair amazing
0: fantastic Yeah. yeah Simon thank you so much for coming on this Mondays with Mindy episode it has been such a tickle to just share you with our listeners and promote a little more of Judy. Everybody needs a Judy kit and Christian will let you know. We'll, we'll have all the information on our site, right Christian?
1: Yeah, listeners or viewers go to mondayswithmindy.com. There'll be a section there for Simon. It'll give a lot of information so you can follow up with him, connect with him, follow his journey through marriage and everything else. But we'll also have details for Judy so that if you want to get yourself a kit or follow the brand itself and see how it's growing and evolving, that information will be there. So mondayswithmindy.com again, uh, we'll also have links to his podcast so that you can take a listen there and uh follow that journey as well i adore you i love you guys this thank is amazing. you very much so for fun. joining us thank you mr simon thank you so, ladies and gentlemen so mr simon huck